Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Steel Curtain Network. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome back to another episode of the week that was. No, this is not Brian Anthony Davis. This is Dave Schofield. Brian is off trekking through the woods somewhere. So I'm going to have to talk to you about the week that was by myself. I'm not talking to you by myself. That's no fun. So we tapped in the man, the genius, the one behind it all. <laughs> one Jefferson Bartholomew Hartman is joining for the week that was this week. He gets to be the best caller man in the business. Jeff, how's it going? Oh, it's great. I've never been called a genius before, so that's a first. Thank you for that. I appreciate it. <laughs> hey, well, maybe I should have said mastermind. Mastermind. Maybe that's that's everything. I don't know. Never but, been uh, called that either. There's a first for everything. Let's. Well, <laughs> I, I know what you've probably heard more than anyone. You are, with all due respect, dumb. Now that I've heard before, <laughs> like, yes. I mean, I could go throughout my schooling and tell you all the teachers that told me I was probably not the smartest, uh, you know, not the brightest not the sharpest, you know, okay. however you want to put it, but yeah, You're, you, you weren't the brightest knife in the drawer or the, no, or the, no, no, the no, sharpest no, no, no. light bulb. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> That's a, That sums me up pretty much. Yeah. There, there, there we go. <laughs> but uh, this, this is our, just our fun weekly recap of what's been going on in Steelers nation. So we go through day by day. So let's, let's dive in Do Jeff. It. We last week we went on, you know, the, the show comes out Sunday morning. So we still look at Sunday and the Pittsburgh Steelers put it out there. Happy Easter to everybody. Jeff, did you have a nice Easter? I actually did. I had a really nice Easter. I had a really nice Easter. Uh, I know that peeps were a big thing because Cam Hayward said he hates peeps. I think they're disgusting as well. Dave, what's your favorite uh, Easter candy? Oh, it's (laughs) Brian and I talked about this last week. It's hands down easy. Reese's Reese's peanut butter eggs. The eggs. Yeah, but if, if you were if, if I were to say one thing for me that would rival that, it would be Starburst jelly beans. Starburst jelly beans Starburst are the jelly only beans. well, them and Jolly Rancher are really the only never had, good jelly never beans. Had the, never had the Jolly Rancher, but I'll take it. But Star, I think Starburst are better. I I like those. Yeah. Otherwise, I don't really care much for jelly beans. Beams, beans. <laughs> I don't <laughs> I I'm thinking of stealing me bean. Um uh peeps. You know what? They're fun to put in the microwave. Put them in the microwave, turn them on for 10 seconds, watch them blow up. I mean, not like explode, meaning expand and get all big and all that. But it's like, (laughs) hey, let us take this pure sugar and coat it with a different colored sugar. Yeah. I mean, it's it's, 
I mean, if you could put them on a stick and roast them over a fire a little bit better, I've never tried roasted peeps. I, I don't even know if that's a thing. That so, yeah, it does. It does. But uh, <laughs> the, so Sunday was also something I know you really enjoy. Yes. With, with the Masters. But we also had one Benjamin Todd Roethlisberger tweeting out about getting another win in Cleveland because Benjamin Roethlisberger Jr. won the Cleveland Jr. Open for golf on Sunday. Yeah, that's exciting. And and it's it's hey, it's another Roethlisberger win in Cleveland. And and even he went on his podcast this week and kind of took a few jabs at the Cleveland Browns, which I absolutely love. Bring it. You know, stay stay bitter for the rest of your life for them passing on you in the 2004 draft. But kudos to little Ben, uh Ben Jr. for getting the win in that little junior uh golf tour that he has going on. That's awesome. Hey, maybe we'll see a Roethlisberger on tour one day. That would be uh, something interesting. I, I'd pull for him just because of the, the yes. tie to the Steelers, of for course. Sure. I, I, I'll ask you this. You mentioned about Roethlisberger you know, going to, to the Browns and how they passed up on him. Kellen Winslow Jr. Yeah, yeah. great pick there. The soldier. Would <laughs> would Roethlisberger, <laughs> would Roethlisberger's name be much like you would hear Kellen Winslow Jr. or one of the many listed on the on the back of those hideous Browns jerseys where they talk about all the different quarterbacks if he goes in Cleveland. Is is it even someone we would even remember much right now? But we're like, oh yeah, he was one of those one of those Browns quarterbacks that were just eh. I mean, I, do, do I, you think I, he is what he is if he gets stuck in Cleveland? Well, I mean, you, you, I guess you have to answer that with another question, which is, was Ben Roethlisberger a transcendent quarterback? Because a transcendent quarterback, it doesn't matter what team they're on. If they're going to make everyone else around them better, I do think Ben was that type of quarterback. I don't think that he would have been a footnote in NFL history. I think he would have been successful. Would he have won Super Bowls? Maybe not. But I think the Browns would have been way more competitive. I think he would have kept a lot of coaches hired longer <laughs> and um, <laughs> ultimately yeah like that's i i do think he was that transcendent quarterback so that's what i'm gonna go what about you yeah I, I i think so too um i don't know the problem is early in a player's career is so pivotal it's so pivotal and the steelers had a good situation for roethlisberger to be in early in his career yeah with the defense the running game and so Ben Roethlisberger being, you know, he was able to really evolve to be a winner right away. That's not what happens usually in Cleveland because they don't understand. You play to win the game. Sometimes you have to ask yourself that whenever they were, you know, um, th those those 0-16 and 1-15 and years and, and things of that nature. But yeah. uh, um, the only other big news from Sunday, and it was pretty big news, and that was... Odell Beckham Jr., one year, $18 million with the Ravens. I'm only going to say one thing about this because I've said it a lot on social media and on my own channel, and that is who's going to throw him the football? <laughs> yeah. Is it Pro Bowler Tyler Huntley that's going to be throwing the football? Because people forget he was in the Pro Bowl last year. Can't take that away from him. Uh, everyone assumes that Lamar Jackson's going to be back. I'm not so sure. And we live in Maryland. So we have a little bit more of an insider knowledge on that. Dave, what do you think? I think that the fact that it was a one-year deal, one year, 18 million, that therefore I think Lamar Jackson will play under the franchise tag with OBJ. And maybe both of them says, hey, we'll we'll do it together for one year and we'll just make each other look that much better. And we can even hit bigger paydays after that. 
That's the minimum. There's their rumors still swirling today uh, that I saw where he's, they're not expecting him to sign that franchise tender. And so if he doesn't sign the tag, what's he going to do? Is is he going to pull Le'Veon Bell and, and not show up? And then finally, right before the season, I mean, can a quarterback do that? That's different from a running back. That's, I'm here for it. I'm here for all of it. Yeah. Let's implode that stupid team. Let's do it from the inside out. Yeah, and and here's one that I like. Does Wang Harbs pull the ultimate Wang job and and sets up a trade, but he has to sign his tender in order to be able to trade, and then all of a sudden the trade falls through. Exactly. It's like his own personal no trade clause. Yeah. We're like, we're like, oh, okay, we'll set up the trade. It's all good. It's all good. Sign the tender. Oh, wait a second. They backed out on something. <laughs> oh, I guess you're already signed your tender. I yeah. guess you're playing. That's another yeah. thing to Wang. That's a, that, that would be a Wang move. I could see <laughs> that, that would be a way. I don't know. I don't on it. That, that's a joke. I honestly don't see them do that. You can't operate in that manner. They would have zero credibility from then on. Uh, all right. We got to move on. We don't, we're, we're already stuck on Sunday, but moving on to Monday. Uh, happy birthday, Mel Blunt. Anything yep. you want to say? No, he's the best of all time. I'm there sure. you go. Monday. Oh, this is the topic that um, not. It's a really tough topic. I talked about it a little bit on the Scobro show. It was about. It was the one year and basically the one year anniversary. I'm trying to remember the exact date of the Dwayne Haskins being tragically killed, um, and that his family is filing a law a lawsuit. Um, uh, basically trying to get more information, information about the driver that hit him, the information about the truck that hit him. And within that statement was, uh, some people say buried, but the main thing I saw was that he was allegedly targeted and drugged as part of a black male and robbery conspiracy. Lots of stuff done wrapped there. Anything you want to say there, Jeff? Yeah, I, I hate even digging up this story. Uh, yeah. It was horrific when we had to cover it last year. It was in April. I know that early April. Um, yeah, I just I hope everyone can find some peace here. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, and and I said this on Scobro. If you don't get the answers that you want, even if they're hard answers, meaning difficult to hear, don't stop fighting for answers. Yeah. You know, Stefan to it is still fighting for answers. So I have no problem, you know, and, and people like it's about my, what it's not about money to me. This is about answers. And if you want answers, don't give up, go get your answers. Oh, on that note, I guess it's uh, t- time to try to go move on and be a little bit lighter. It was the anniversary of Troy Palomalo's retirement on Monday. Yeah. And I remember that day vividly. I remember I was walking into work and guess who Troy Palomalu called? He called one of his favorite sports writers who just happens to be on our network called That's Mr. Right. Jim Wexel. And Jim Wexel was the one that got that story first. And so uh, Jim wrote it up and he did a great job doing it, saying that Troy Palomalu announced his retirement. Um, I remember I was shocked. I was shocked. I was stunned. I was sad. So, hey, greatest safety of all time. Don't even debate it with me, anyone that's listening, because I'm not hearing anything that you have to say. If you watched him play, you know what we're talking about. Yeah, he's my all-time favorite stealer. But I will tell you this, I was not shocked. I was expecting it. I was at the stadium for that playoff game against the Ravens. I saw Troy Palomalo on the field not being the same Troy Palomalo that I had seen for a long time. And it was at a point where... It, they they might have been better off with him not out there because if Troy's not out there being Troy, then he's just out there. It was it, it wasn't the same, 
And I'm like, I want Troy to be Troy. I don't want Troy to not be Troy. I've said a lot of Troy, haven't I? <laughs> I get what you're saying. So, though. Yeah, he was, so, a shell, he was a shell of himself. Yeah, well, but that's because he played all out, you know, every play, you know, like a missile. To not see him be able to do those things, I uh, I wanted to see 43 do those things. And if he couldn't do those things, uh, I understand. And I, I know that the Steelers were saying, hey, I don't know that. It's per- I've said it many times. Nobody's above being replaced. If you can find someone, not replaced, upgraded, upgraded. That's the word I'm looking for. If you can find somebody better to do the job, that's the nature of the game. And Troy was getting to a point where it wasn't going to be as difficult to find somebody to to upgrade. And I didn't want to see that. So I I think the timing of it when he stepped away, um, yes, he was still dealing with injury. Could could he have come back and and been the way he was before the injury? Maybe, but... I guess that I, you know, go out on top. I, I'm, I'm just happy with the way um, his Steelers career ultimately shaped up. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah. So, but then the Steelers also added another player on Monday. Um, that was the signing, and this was the announcement of it. The Steelers officially announced it later in the week, but it was that they signed Armin Watts, defensive lineman. And Jeff said a collective. Or Jeff said who? <laughs> these people are oh i know i mean, i i know him now and i know about him now with his time with the bears and the vikings and he sacked ben roethlisberger in his final season so uh yeah but at the time you're like who in the heck is this guy like i have no idea but yeah hey yeah i'm not gonna yeah. i'm not gonna complain about it. he sacked ben roethlisberger in what i believe was his very first nfl start hmm so and he got was against Ben Roethlisberger and he got a sack, but that was that was what that was in 2021. So yes. he was going against Kendrick Green. And so yeah. I, I see I, I was looking up pictures of of uh, Armin Watts and I kept seeing number 53 and I'm like, wow, he's no, that's not Pouncy. He's nope. just no, he's just not. handed to, Ken, no, to Kendrick not. Green. So, uh, but I have to say is you know. Uh, some people say, hey, we want as many Watts on the team as possible. So they <laughs> grabbed another one. Um, but to me, whenever I hear Armin, I still wonder if he's a miniature horse breeder. So <laughs> moving on to, to Tuesday, that was Sunday Ticket. You did this story, Jeff. Yeah. What do you think about Sunday Ticket with, with YouTube and everything there? Well, I, I think that YouTube missed the boat on a couple things. Uh, they definitely did a smart thing, which is if you're a YouTube TV subscriber, which I believe that's about $72 a month, you get three months where it's a little bit less than that. Uh, but if you're a preview, if you're already a YouTube sub- subscriber, you can get the basic, not the red zone bundle, the basic uh, Sunday ticket for $250 with the early bird discount of June 6th. Okay, that's cheaper than DirecTV. But if yeah. you're not a YouTube TV subscriber, that early bird is $350. And that's not with the Red Zone bundle. That is more than DirecTV. DirecTV was typically around $300. So they're maximizing. They want people to sign up for YouTube TV to save money and to get people to sign up for their service. I get what they're trying to do. But man, it is crazy for people that don't get the early discount. Like that non-YouTube TV would pay $450. That is steep. I did not expect it to be that steep, if I'm being honest. Yeah, because, I mean, if you want Red Zone and you aren't a YouTube TV subscriber, that is 490 bucks. Yeah. That's a lot. And the thing that you – what I'm trying to, to juggle with this is how many Steelers games are, gonna, are going to be nationally televised or I think I'll be able to get that game. 
if it's already half of them or more, then I'm paying you know three hundred and fifty dollars for eight or nine games. That's that's still a lot, but it's it, it also think about it that if if you're going to go to one game in person, you and somebody else two tickets. If you got them for three hundred and fifty dollars, that's a pretty good deal. Yeah. So it's it's all in how you how how you try to equate it in your mind. You'll have so, the schedule before that that deadline. For I know that's one thing yeah. I noticed is that the, is that I should have a, a couple weeks to decide in there because the schedule should be coming out the second yeah. week of May. So um, another story that came out on Tuesday because a lot of Steelers fans, you know, anytime someone comes available, they're like, "Ooh, ooh, ooh, Devin White has requested a trade." Doesn't mean that the Bucks will say sure, but bringing that back to the Steelers, what do you yeah, think? It's, yeah, it's funny. I, I have an article that's going to run on the website Sunday morning. My letter from the editor column it says, "Be careful when you say the Steelers will never anything." Yeah. Uh, let's the cautionary tale of 2019. I wrote the article when it was reported that an Alabama safety with Miami Dolphins <laughs> wanted a trade out of Miami. I wrote it. I said, maybe yeah. the Steelers are interested. Got lambasted in the comments. Yep. You're an idiot. You don't know what you're talking about. And lo and behold, look what happens. Throw in the fact that Omar Khan's in the mix, Andy Weedle, those two guys, hey, pay attention to what's happened this offseason. My gosh, they are doing things differently. They <laughs> are not, they're not just keeping guys around. Miles Jack, gone. Like they're making moves. I'm never going to say never. I, if they make a, the Bucks a deal for White and they want to lock him up and give him an extension or whatever, hey, bring it on. You know, but what the heck? It worked out with Minka Fitzpatrick. Let's make the deal. I don't really care, but I'm not going to say never either because I've I've learned my lesson. Yeah, I wouldn't say never, but I would not look for this to be something that the Steelers would do. The difference with Minka Fitzpatrick was he was in the second year of his rookie, of his rookie deal. deal. This is you would have to be paying the fifth year option for Devin White, and the you'd only have him for the one year, and you're paying him over $11 million. No cap relief there at all that could be found unless you extend him. Ooh, that's that's a steep price to pay. And just to find out if he's going to be someone who fits in your locker room, in your franchise, that's an awful lot. I, I just don't see the Steelers doing that, um, You know, plus having to give up the draft draft capital for it. Uh, Mika Fitzpatrick, I think was a little bit easier to, to, to go by. So we'll see that one to me is not much of a head scratcher, but if we want to talk about head scratchers, we'd be moving to Wednesday. Steelers released Jameer Jones. Yeah, that <laughs> they <laughs> saved $0 on the salary cap. They went from 69 players to 68 players on the 90 man off season roster. It just, it, and they're the ones who signed him to his exclusive rights deal in February, I believe it was. Yeah. I, I, I don't understand. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I can look up when did they when did they sign him to his restrictive rights? I'm just I'm looking for Jameer Jones was in February 27th. Yep, okay. looking at so the, wow, uh, barely yeah. in February. Yeah, was, yeah. Hmm. Uh, he, we talked about this on the Steelers preview podcast. It doesn't make any sense. There has to be something else going on that we don't know about. But Jameer Jones. Maybe he'll be back. He seems like one of those guys that he's here now and then he's gone and he's here now and then he's gone. So yeah, we'll, we'll see. But I, I would bet that this is the end of the road for Jameer Jones and the Steelers. Yeah, my it's funny because at the time this happened, I'm like, okay, my, my my crazy idea that I just think is funny and not actually true is, oh, he wore was wearing number 48 and they wanted Bud Dupree to have it. We'll talk more about him a little bit. Yeah. Um, and my actual realistic thing was, 
something went on here behind the scenes that we don't know about. And, right. and I don't know if we ever will. So, um, but the Steelers also, they got back to, to bringing in players for, um, for, for their you know 30 draft visits yep. that they can do. Um, it was a wide receiver, uh, Jaden Reed from Michigan State, uh, quarterback Jaron Hall of BYU, and safety Daniel Scott. This was all on Wednesday. Anything move the needle no. for you, Jeff? <laughs> I don't know who these people are. <laughs> yeah. And then it was reported by Ian Rappaport that uh, Mozzie Smith, is it Maisie or Mozzie? No clue. Yeah. Um, from, from Michigan that he had a meeting with, let's see, Bills, Chiefs, Steelers. Oh, no, wait. Bills met today. They said Chiefs and Steelers met him at Michigan. So he wasn't a 31. Okay. And then they listed all these other places he was going. Bears, Eagles, Cowboys, Cardinals, Saints, blah, 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 blah. Mike Tomlin loves Michigan players. Yeah. We know so, that. yeah, the, he um, he's he's getting around there. So, And then the Steelers turn around and officially announce Armin Watts being signed. We didn't have to wait. Uh, how long was it? We had to wait with Demonte KZ from what was reported to what it was official. It, it was KZ was tough, oh, but you know, it, it it's was just, three plus weeks. Well, it's it's Watts, it's Fihoko, it's Neil, mm -hmm. it's their agent. The agent throws it out there right away. He's yeah. not waiting around for the team. He's getting his players the publicity they deserve. And then it's like the Steelers are like, okay, we got to get these guys in sooner because the agent just kind of killed yeah. it. So. Yep. So <laughs> that's probably the difference. Yeah. So all right, let's let's get it rolling. And it's and like you said, uh, well. I don't know. I'm probably one of your let's rides that you mentioned the whole Tyson Alawala thing that you know couldn't get couldn't actually get to the get in to sign the deal, change his mind. You know, yeah. some something like that. You don't want that to happen. No. But at the same time, sometimes the, the, the guys just aren't around Pittsburgh to do it. But I'm like, I think fax machine still exists. So, you know, I, I keep thinking of Jerry Maguire where the facts came through yeah. when they were waiting for his deal. So, uh, but that was Wednesday. We're going to go ahead and take a break, come back, finish the last couple of days of the week. So stick around. We'll be right back. All right, Steelers fans, here we go. We are on it. Who we are flying through the week that was. We're not really flying through it. We're <laughs> we're just we're we're, we're a little taking bit slow. Time. We're always we're slow. taking our time. Yeah. So we're we're methodically processing this week that was for the Pittsburgh Steelers. So on Thursday, quarterback specific helmet to be introduced for 2023. Yeah. Uh, the, the first thing that I thought when I saw it was I hope Kenny Pickett wears it. And I'm going to be honest with you all. It's not because of safety, although I hope it helps him stay safe. It looks a lot better than the one he wore at the end of the season. It looked like a spaceship on his head. He looked like mm -hmm. uh Darth helmet from Spaceballs <laughs> is what it looked like. So at least this one is a little bit more visually appealing. Hopefully KP eight gets that. And yes, I do hope he stays safe. I would love to see, and I didn't read the article. I need to, they've been doing some more of this with the position specific helmets. So the offensive line and defensive line, they have more protection in the front. Obviously those collisions coming off of the snap. Uh, I want to know if there's any success there. Like I'd, I'd be curious to know if there's success there, I guess yeah. in the quarterback when the, the protection would be more in the back so that if the player's head snaps back, you think about Tua and all mm -hmm. his uh, concussions and how a lot of it was the reaction of the head hitting the turf. I don't know. What are your thoughts as a former player? Yeah, I, that would have to be where where they've made the changes, I would think, if you're going specific um, positions. To me, the key has always been just make sure your helmet's big enough because – Everybody else gets a little tight. 
<laughs> yeah, you don't you don't want that tight helmet. I mean, I, I remember one time playing um uh, someone who was here behind me when I was playing. He had he had such a huge head. They could they had a special order of a helmet. He was trying to to wear it. Uh, wear a different one before they got the new one in, and his face was all smushed in there. <laughs> I mean, it it looked like one of those 1940s, 1930s pictures. Oh, um, well, I'm saying the wrong decades, probably more 1950s. But uh, yeah, I, all I had to say, Jeff, do you under do you get why it was a big deal that Kenny Pickett went to a visor last year? I, I don't know why because I knew the, okay. the helmet was. I have the answer to, be, to this. Okay, yeah, I don't know why the visor was mandatory. Yeah, well, it's what it is is with a quarterback. In order to have better vision through the field, the last thing you want is a bar in the middle of the of the face mask or the two on the sides. You want to have their vision yeah. open all the way across their eyes. But when you do that, you have the, that gives the opportunity for a pass rusher reaching for you that there are in t- that there more of their hand can fit in that space and poke you in the eye, hit you in the nose. Things of that nature. So that's why you want to have the plastic shield. The plastic shield keeps you from having that bar in the middle, because especially with your vision, um, the the way it could go there, that you think, oh, well, that bar, does it really inhibit too much? Some of it just has to do with the way your eyes adjust from one being on one side or the other. Um, It's not the best thing for a quarterback to have that bar in the way. But if you want to keep from getting poked in the face, you got to have something else there to to keep that from happening. You know, Haloti nodded. As yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's the one. That's the way we're saying. You, you don't want to get nodded. Yeah. So, uh, Steelers brought in a couple more for um for pre that pre draft visits on Thursday. Uh, one I'm pretty sure doesn't count. WU doesn't count, does it? No, they're they're in the radius. They're, uh, they're in the radius. That was Bryce Ford Wheaton. Uh, I actually took him. Is he um, related to Marcus? I have no clue. <laughs> I, I don't know. No I'm curious. I, I have no I'm idea. So, um, so he's from West Virginia, wide receiver and uh, defensive end Carl Brooks of Bowling Green. Mm-hmm. Um, once again, it's don't people don't just think that the top thirty visits are about pick seventeen or thirty-two. They could really be anywhere. Right. So uh, the other thing that came about on Thursday, and I know you'll probably have some opinions on this. Not really, is that. They announced 17 players that are going to be there in Kansas City for draft night. Anything stand out with you with those guys? Well, no. I just, I mean, this is, this list always intrigues me ever since I remember the first green room situation that I can remember watching the draft and you felt so awkward. And it was Brady Quinn. Uh-huh. But Ben Roethlisberger actually had some awkward moments as well. They don't mm-hmm. show the green room as much as they used to. No. If you remember, they used to have like a Radio City Music Hall cameras right on the players, and they're anxiously like their cell phone sitting there on the table. Ben had a flip phone, and you're like, there's like, oh my gosh, all these quarterbacks are being taken. Brady Quinn's was really rough to watch. Aaron Rodgers was rough to watch. They just waited. We've seen players show up to be drafted in round one and have to wait till day two yep. until their name is called. That's awkward. And then what's really awkward for me is the awkward hugs with Roger Goodell and the <laughs> chest bumps. Like, come on. Like, just give him the hat and the jersey. Take a picture and get off the stage. Like, Goodell, ah, I'm not a fan. Yeah. But anyways. Yeah. Can't do it. <laughs> no. Just, yeah. Um. So when it comes... <laughs> When it, when it comes to that, it's you don't want to. That moment to go out on the stage would be really cool, but at the same time, waiting for it in the green room and you being that guy—that's yeah. a tough one. And I, I still like the whole notion that if 
if the Chargers and Giants would have made the trade before the Giants selected Phillip Rivers, then the Chargers would have selected Ben Roethlisberger. That's interesting. I, I still find that. that. Uh, no, I mean, I, I still find that interesting. Was that in Wexel's book? I haven't gotten to that part yet. I thought, I'm pretty sure that was in Wexel's book. If not, I, I heard that somewhere else. But if you haven't read it on the clock, that's fan. It's it's fantastic. Yeah. So, uh, really great stuff. So, moving on to Friday, you get we, we got two roster additions on Friday. Two announcements of it. Um, yeah. One was in the morning. Tom, is it Pelissero or Pelissero? Pelissero. Okay, that's good to know. I I'll, I'll I won't remember that. Three seconds from now, That's but uh, that uh, linebacker Tanner Muse, he was a safety coming out of college, uh, plans to sign with the Steelers. He was a uh, third round pick of the Raiders. I know Dad and KT Smith talked about this because this happened right before they did. Um, here we go, the Steelers show this week. But one thing that Bad got wrong, Tanner Muse, who I kept taking in every mock draft that year in round five, he went two picks before. Or Alex Highsmith in that draft. Once again, the Raiders reaching on a guy way too soon. Yeah. Because his really, he could have had a ceiling of contributing in a hybrid role, but he was probably going to be more of a special teams guy, which that ain't so bad for a fifth round pick. Man, third round pick, the pick number 100. Ooh, that's a lot. I like this move for special teams alone. When you think about yeah. the players the Steelers don't have back right mm -hmm. now, as we sit here and record, you know, you don't have Derek Watt right now. You don't mm -hmm. have uh, Marcus Allen. Love him or hate him, he was a special teams guy. Yeah, to me, this you is the replacement for Marcus Allen. Okay. You don't have Miles Boykin. Like these are mm -hmm. all really important special teams players, and so you bring him in. He's a special teams guy. Played a ton of snaps on special teams. It's a good signing. Yeah, I I, I just find the whole thing quite amusing. He's waiting for the reaction. Yeah, that's what it is. Okay. Yeah. Well, that was you did that article for the website. Yep. Then I turned around to have to do the article. Bud Dupree ends up in Atlanta. We kind of hinted at this before. Yeah. Um, then it was said that there was still talks going on with Pittsburgh, but that the Steelers wanted a two-year deal. Because when they get to a certain amount, the Steelers want to do that two-year deal to make the first-year cap hit lower. Yeah. Then they could make the decision on year two. Dupree didn't want a two-year deal was apparently the, what's going on. What are your thoughts on the whole Bud Dupree thing briefly? For Dupree, I, I, had, I understand what he's thinking, and that is just give me a year. I want to prove myself, and then I want to cash in on probably one final long-term contract. The Steelers wanted two years, gives them the flexibility like he talked about, but he didn't want any part of it. I get it. And this happens. It's a business. He's going to Atlanta. He grew up near there. So, uh, hey, good for him. That's what he wants. That's what he gets. Hey, and honestly, if he thinks, hey, I'm healthy, I could really do something this year to get another big payday, then one year is the way to go. Uh, we'll see if it pays off for him or not. If he gets a better deal next year in Atlanta or somewhere else or how it ends up playing out, we'll see. Yeah. Um, then the Steelers, they hosted um, two more players on Friday. That was um, wide receiver Cedric Tillman and linebacker Felix Aduke Uzoma. I'm going with that. I'm going with even that. Even if I knew, <laughs> even if I knew how to say it, I would not say that just to hear you try and pronounce it. Well, look, and that's the thing. Are the Steelers bringing in top 30 visits just so they can properly learn how to pronounce their names? 
Maybe. Or are they doing it to torment people like me that then have to try to announce your names? Oh, we got a couple extra visits. Hey, let's bring in um, Chukuma Okorafor just to just to have to hear somebody like uh, Jerry Dulac try to pronounce it. Hey, be happy you weren't uh, podcasting when Chris Fumatu Mafala was drafted. Could you imagine just seeing that name? Like, ah, do we say this? Yes. See, and, <laughs> and honestly, I think that's why Roger Goodell passes off the, the, the announcing of things after, does he even do the second round anymore? I know it is first. He round. will be there, but I don't think he, he rounds two and on. I don't think he announces the picks. Hey, he, last he, year, Chase Claypool announced George Pickens, the selection of George Pickens. <laughs> That's right. That's really funny. <laughs> That's is. really funny. Is, yeah. But uh, my, see, because then Goodell probably has like 40 names and he's got to make sure he's got down pat. I'll I'll, I'll leave the people that, that are going to have to read everything else to have to try to figure out how to read some of these names because I know yeah. I would butcher them. So uh, then there was another uh, late addition to the Steelers roster of the day. It was actually a claim off the waiver wire. Punter, Braden Mann, coming in from the Jets. He won the Ray Guy Award in college the year before Presley Harvin did. He was also drafted. He was a six-round draft pick the year before Presley Harvin. He is struggling with his NFL career with consistency. He has some great punts, and he has some chankopotamuses a lot. So you got two very similar punters coming in to fight it out in training camp. What what's going to settle this is we learned this with weasel boy, Jordan Berry. It comes down to who does Chris Boswell like holding the football more. Okay. If they're both going to be inconsistent and it's the only options they have, they're going to go with the, the tiebreaker that is not rock, paper, scissors. It is, <laughs> Hey boss, who do you like holding better? I like big press. Okay. You got the job. Okay. Well, bottom line is I just think they're trying to improve their defense through their punters since they got press man. Um, uh, one of those things, you know, that's why I say, Hey, maybe, maybe they need another competition for Chris Boswell. Maybe they can find like uh Justin zone or something, you know, nickname him soft, soft here all week, he'll you know? All week. Yeah. So I don't, uh, something, I don't, I don't know, but yeah, you got, you got press and man. And sure. That's probably the extent of my secondary knowledge anyway. <laughs> so, um, and then all we have for Saturday, because Saturday it's a down day. It's the weekend. Yeah. Hey, take some time off, but you know, what we got, We've got one Steelers legend, Sean Sweezum, along with former NFL kicker from Mexico, Raul. I can't say his name. Uh, is it Allegre? Is that right? Yeah, we'll Did go I get that. that right? We'll go I don't with know. that. Sure. They were doing, they, they were having a kicking clinic in Mexico City. To me, you could make this so, so much better if while they're out there kicking, you could hear something Pick like that pickens, pick it up, pickens, pick it up, pickens. Yeah, give me the Spanish radio announcers, you know. Hey, come on, you know who's up to kick next? Come on, Jorjito. Yeah, well, uh, come on, Jorjito. Let's see what we got there. So th that to me, that that would have just added to it even more. You know, on Twitter, I have only bookmarked one tweet ever, and it is the season, the best calls from the 2022 season that were in Spanish. And yeah. I, I will listen to it all the time. I love listening to those guys. Yeah, and and that, but some people might not realize they, they probably heard the 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 pick it up pickings from Christmas Eve. That's probably yeah. where most people got it because that was the game winning play, all that other stuff. 
that was not the first time. That was kind of their little catchphrase going through any time that the two of those hooked up for a big play or particularly a touchdown. That was not the only time that they said it. So I can't wait. I want it. I want George Pickens to catch 17 touchdowns or more this year because I just constantly want to hear. Love it. Love it. So much so that's why we have it in our intro for the preview. Jeff, that's the week that was. Anything was you want to say one. about it? Yeah, it was a good one. Good one for Steelers. Good one for life. Hey, we're still here. We're still kicking. We're still bringing you the podcast as much as anything. So uh, just think because we kind of did our own little goofy uh, sum up of these stories that there wasn't a lot of great content out on the Steel Curtain Network this past week. Absolutely. Make sure you check us out wherever you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Anchor, Pandora. We're everywhere. Just type in Steel Curtain. You'll find us. Trust me. Yeah. Great stuff. Hey, follow on Twitter, Steel C Network and um, Fans First SN and the the NFL one is FFSN underscore NFL. Yep. Yeah. So lots of good stuff there. Make sure you do that. And of course, we've got more shows coming. You'll get a QA later this afternoon. And then we're rolling in. This is the last full week of podcast before the NFL draft. So I'd like to say we'll be back here next week talking about it. But Jeff's like, yeah, I'm not doing this every weekend. (laughs) (laughs) It's been fun. It's been real. Yeah, yeah, it it has. It has been real. It has been fun. And it has been real fun. So, Jeff, thanks for joining me. And just hope you all have a great week. See ya. Curtain Network. Get it.